Hey there, I'm really glad you joined us. I'm glad to be here with you today. We're gonna to be talking about how to increase your international sales. So basically, whichever country you're getting the most sales in, for a lot of us, I'm gonna assume that's the US, how to get sales in countries other than that. Or if you're, let's say, getting lots of sales in Canada, but not in many other places, here are some tips, regardless of where you live or where your biggest market is, on spreading out. If you guys have been listening to this show, you know one of my goals is to diversify income as much as possible. That's why I am a proponent for publishing wide as opposed to just being exclusive to Amazon. It's also why I really encourage writers to publish in multiple formats like three book box sets and paperbacks and audiobooks. I know one of my goals is to get some more of my books in large print. I just started doing that a couple weeks ago. Having more formats and being published on more platforms means that if something wonky happens and let's say half of ebook readers decide that they hate ebooks or half of Amazon shoppers decide they hate shopping at Amazon, it means that your income is going to be insulated from major fluctuations that can happen if you're solely relying on one source of income. So I recently ran some numbers and I wanted to see how my income was broken down. And I wanted to share a little bit of that with you. So right now, 60% of my income is coming from Kindle eBooks. And actually like 98% of that is coming from amazon.com. So one of my big goals is to get the international stores to be a bigger chunk of my Amazon income. So I am thankful that Amazon income is only 60%. I want to just share a little bit more of the breakdown for anybody who's curious. So 60% are Kindle eBooks, 5% is paperbacks, 15% right now of my income is coming from multi-author box sets. So these are sets where several authors get together to publish multiple works in one ebook and then publish that. Most of the ones that I'm participating in are at 99 cents and they are enrolled in Kindle Unlimited. And since they're so long, because there's so many authors involved, we get a lot of income from Patreon. So this is the one area where I do have books in Kindle Unlimited. And like I said, the income from these multi-author box sets is right now about 15% of my total income. Audiobooks accounts for another 8% and that continues to grow. And I, that's one of my goals is for sure to continue to see audiobooks growing. If you were to ask me how to market an audiobook, right now the best I could tell you is to just keep marketing your eBooks. However, I think we're going to get more and more options for marketing our audiobooks. If you're not aware, BookBub has a new audiobook feature called Chirp, where they're promoting discounted audiobooks, just like they've been doing for eBooks for a long time. So right now, I am not actively promoting my audiobooks, but I do see that when I advertise my eBooks, the audiobook sales go up correspondingly. 8% of my income right now is coming from the wide stores. Some of that's through draft to digital and some of that is through going direct to places like Kobo and Nook. 
And then uh, 2% of my income right now is coming from coaching and courses. And I wanted to bring that up because sometimes people will look at somebody who's marketing courses for authors or things like that. And they might say something like, oh, well, you know, they're getting rich just because they're selling their services right now. (laughs) This stuff I'm doing here for the podcast or the courses that I made, that's 2% of my income, guys. So it's not, it's not replacing my fiction. I, it was important for me to kind of make, make a name for myself in the fiction world first before I felt like it would make sense for me to start teaching others. So I just wanted to share that as, yeah, that's 2% of my income. And then for those of you who are keeping track and seeing that my numbers don't line up, there's another 2% that I just put for miscellaneous. That includes places like Ingram Spark. Findaway Voices. So Ingram Spark, if you don't know, is where you can publish paperbacks to be sold to bookstores and places like that, not just uh, through KDP Print, where it's only available on Amazon. Findaway Voices is where you can market audiobooks on places other than ACX. So that, again, accounts for another 2% of my income. But I want to go back to this 60% that comes from eBooks which I am happy for, because like I said, if there is a major change in the Kindle space, I do have income coming in from other areas. And I think even more importantly, I have readers in those other areas. What I want to do next is to focus more on international sales, which like I said, is going to be the focus of this show today. So marketing your books to an international audience is a little different than marketing the ways that you're used to. So I would say that the two or three most traditional ways to market books right now, if you're an indie author, one is to use Amazon ads, which are shown on amazon.com. So that does not help you get international sales. One is Facebook ads where you can target people in other countries. And we'll talk about using Facebook to grow your international readership. And then also your email newsletter, but especially in Europe with GDPR, which is the new, not quite new, but it's some fairly strict spam laws and privacy laws. It makes it harder to get signups for email newsletters. So Larissa Reynolds has been my uh, business coach, writing coach, publishing coach for a long time. She started kind of exclusively as my email coach. And her bit of advice is if you are using paid services to grow your email list, that you focus on just the U.S. because these other laws are kind of strict and there still doesn't seem to be an amazing degree of consensus as to what makes you in compliance or not. So if you are doing list building, probably a lot of those subscribers are in the U.S. So that also doesn't help you. So what does that leave us? That leaves us with Facebook. And I also want to mention BookBub as a way to grow your international sales. So if you get a BookBub featured deal, which is where BookBub's editors select one of your books, you put it at a discounted price and they send an email to their hundreds of thousands of followers, you're going to expect to get a lot of international sales. Sometimes now you can apply for a BookBub featured deal and they will write you back and say, we're going to feature your book or we want to feature your book. We just don't want to feature it to our amazon.com or our U.S. readers. We want to feature it to, I think right now, the places they go to are Australia, Canada, UK, and India. 
And it's a lot cheaper to do that. So as opposed to paying maybe $500, you might pay them $40 or $50. It depends on which genre you're in. Each genre has a different price tag. But you're not going to spend as much money. And they're just going to send an email to their international readers. So getting a book club feature deal is a good way to get international readers. And even when you're applying for a book club feature deal, sometimes I've heard of authors making sure to note on their application that you're open to an international deal, not just a U.S. deal. And if you do get that, don't feel disappointed. Don't be like, oh man, I wanted to get the full deal. It can be really good to get focus in the international stores. The other way you can be using BookBub to grow your international readers is by BookBub Click Ads. So I do have a course on using BookBub Click Ads. It's a mini course, but one of the neat things that you can do with BookBub Click Ads is you can see exactly how your ads are performing in different countries. And it's also great to target wide stores too. And so if you're wanting to, for example, target Kobo readers in Canada, you can just target Kobo readers in Canada if for some reason that was your goal using BookBub click ads. So in addition to using BookBub to market your books that have been published wide, which I really recommend if you're wide, that you use BookBub click ads to kind of gain some traction in the wide stores. You can also use BookBub click ads to market specifically to different countries. And what you can do then is see which style of books readers in which countries are going to like. Because for example, I have a series that I can sell really well on Facebook to American readers. And it's my Kennedy Stern series. It deals with a lot of political issues. And I've been pretty successful marketing it on Facebook to American readers for a long time. When I try, so my thought was, okay, I know how to market this book to American readers. Now I'm going to market it to Canadian readers. So I tried using the same ads that I was running to the Americans and it just didn't sell. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll try it to the UK. Same sort of thing. So different books you're going to be able to see are going to resonate with readers in different countries in different ways. And BookBub click ads can really help you see that. So one thing I noticed when I started advertising my Alaska suspense series on BookBub, I noticed that I was getting a lot of sales from Australia which isn't something I would have thought, but apparently people in Australia seem to be very interested in Alaska. And so what I ended up doing was I took that information, which I gained from running BookBub click ads, and I created a lookalike audience in Facebook in Australia. So basically a lookalike audience is where you tell Facebook, hey, I want you to see everybody who's looked at my Facebook page or gone to my website or clicked this specific link in this given amount of time and then find me people exactly like them somewhere else. So my lookalike for Australia is basically I told Facebook, take everybody who's clicked on one of my Facebook ads for my suspense novels ever. I think they can go back about 180 days. So anybody who in the past 180 days has clicked on one of my Facebook ads and make me an audience that's just like those people, that's why it's called a lookalike audience, who are in Australia. 
And so then I started running an ad for my Alaska book to that Australian lookalike audience, and it's doing really well. So that's one area where, like I said, when I tried to do this with my Kennedy series and just took an ad that worked well in the U.S. and tried running it somewhere else, it didn't really work. So you do kind of need to be aware of just different readership and things like that. Also seasonal stuff. Right now it's winter in Australia. Everybody might be, you know, at home reading, (laughs) whereas if it were the summer, they'd be out surfing or something. I don't know. But you need to just keep an eye also on seasonal trends to make sure that what's working now is still working for you six months from now when you're trying something. My other bit of advice for growing your international readership is to focus not just on Amazon. So again, this goes back to what we've talked about quite a bit on the show, publishing wide, using an aggregator like Draft2Digital if you want, or publishing direct to other stores, because there are some stores where, or some ebook retailers that are way bigger than Amazon in certain countries. For example, I just heard that Amazon has basically given up in China. There is another website that does similar stuff to Amazon in China. And Amazon just said, you know what, we're not going to focus on China at all. And since China has lots of readers and lots of English speakers and lots of people who are getting smartphones or tablets or things like that, that would be a great market to break into, but you're not going to do that through Amazon. Whereas some of these other wide stores are definitely growing internationally. Kobo is a really good one in Canada. So correct me if I'm wrong, if you're a Canadian listener, but my understanding is that Kobo is maybe even more popular in Canada than the Kindle is, or at the very least as popular. And so again, if you want to be focusing on getting international readers, I think it's important to have your books on places other than just Amazon. And like I've mentioned before, I do have a mini course on publishing wide and marketing wide. I also want to mention that if you're running ads successfully through the Amazon advertising dashboard, so, you know, advertising.amazon.com, there is also amazon.advertising.co.uk as well as advertising.amazon.ca. You do have to go through an application process to start running ads there. I was able to do so successfully on the UK store, but they didn't accept my application for the Canada store, and I couldn't tell you why one way or the other. I don't suggest that this is like the first thing you do, but if you're already running Amazon ads on Amazon.com and you've got a good feel for that and you feel ready to add something else, I would suggest trying to add the Amazon .co.uk to get some UK readers. And if you are able to jump through the hoops to get an advertising account for the Canada store, that's another way. But again, that's, that's kind of comes after, I would say, get used to advertising on amazon.com first. But if you're already doing that well, then you can definitely take what you've learned on amazon.com and start advertising on some of the other Amazon international stores. So that is what I have in terms of advice for getting more international readers. And I just want to thank you again for tuning in. I hope that your writing week is going amazingly well. I hope that you are incredibly inspired right now. And I also hope to see you next time.